Hello and welcome back to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with no Mike and Laurent. It is Monday, April 5th. In this episode, it feels like deja vu all over again. Brighton gonna Brighton, losing to United. City gonna City, killing Leicester. But first, Spurs gonna Spurs. Mike's not here to tell me how he feels about Spurs sitting deep and still giving up more shots to Newcastle than they have taken in 15 seasons. But I am here to tell you on behalf of Mike that the narrative of that game, 2-2, Spurs um, drawing with uh, Newcastle, which, of course, we all wanted fucking Newcastle to drop points. But on the back of Harry Kane, on the back of breakaways, on the back of... You know, the the reason why um, Spurs are any good at all is 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 Harry Kane. And Harry Kane carried the team. He put the team up 2-1. And you just knew that Spurs were going to sit back, sit deep, and soak up pressure. And the fact of the matter is they played the same shitty fucking style they always play under Mourinho, trying to sit on a lead. and. Newcastle had their best performance in months and months and months. Mourinho came with more Dr. Deflecto bullshit. And it's unacceptable that Spurs, a team as good as Spurs are, can't control a game with the ball. It's this absurd, bizarro version of of Spurs. It's an absurd, a bizarro version where you let Newcastle attack you. Newcastle took more shots in this game than they've had in 15 years. I mean, it was ridiculous. Like, how are you making... You're sitting deep, which is supposed to be defensive. That means you're supposed to be stopping shots. And you're still letting them shoot and score. I just don't understand it. I just don't understand Spurs. Davinson Sanchez making mistakes in the back like he always does. I'm saying it for Mike. Sanchez has got to go. We were uh, texting in the game, and I don't know how many times we sent the Claude gif of, it's time to go. Mourinho's got to go. Mourinho's got to go. He's just, the game has passed him by. He's not good enough anymore, and he's holding this team back. Now, maybe this is the same kind of performance that we were getting under Porsche Patino and maybe it's just the players. Hey, for all I know, maybe it's Kane. I have no fucking idea. All I see is what's on the pitch. All I see are the results. All I see is a Newcastle team taking 22 shots, which is absurd for Spurs to give up that many. Absurd. And they just can only play under this Mourinho way. And it's a fucking catastrophe. Now, I don't want to go through all the games, but I do want to take on this piece that's happening in the season. And that is narratives across the season and where we are within these narratives. Um, There was one shock result that went against narrative five, five goals for West Brom against Chelsea. And that kind of broke the Tuchel story and has everything freaking out. And then we go back to the other narrative of big Sam. Can he save them? And these storylines of just keep on keeping on. You know, 
all the big six, they kind of have their own story. Uh, Arsenal inconsistent, no backbone. City, the machine. Uh, Arsenal, I mean, United under Ole. Bad performances, but still win. Spurs under Mourinho. Get leads, sit deep, and get killed late by stupid things. And then, of course, my favorite, Brighton. Brighton, play great, lose games. Uh, All these narratives, you just keep going on and on and on and on and on. Um, You know, they're just created. You can win 15 games in a row, then you lose one, and all of a sudden your old narrative comes back in for City. It's very strange, and I don't know enough about football. Well, I don't know if I know enough about the history of, was football always this way? Have we always just been creating stories around every team of what their story is? Is it just this season's narratives that are weird or sort of repetitive or happening over and over again? And is it just these teams in this season that keep falling back on the same narrative? It seems to me that we want Liverpool to come out of it as a narrative, and they've now uh, had a good win versus Arsenal. They looked good. Arsenal were awful at home, and I mean an abomination of an Aubameyang level. And it seems that they've got the ship righted, but they got the ship righted a couple months ago when they won against Spurs and West Ham, and then they went and lost like five of six at home. Uh, City were a machine, but this was a weird lineup for City, and it just sort of like the narrative plays that it was fine. But this was a completely bizarre squad. This was the same squad and style that Pep played against Fulham, where City looked pretty weak. But in this game, this was actually one of the better performances that City played. Uh, but it was a weird lineup. Aguero and Jesus never does that. Uh, only no Foden, no Gundogan, no Sterling until late. Weird game. So City's narrative continues. They're a machine. They're going to win the league, blah, blah, blah. Play Dortmund. All about the Champions League right now. United under Ole. Another relatively bad performance. Same as whatever was. Great individual efforts. You know, they they beat they beat Brighton pretty easily in the end, but Brighton were better as usual. Um, and it's just weird how the stories run. You know, every team literally has a script that you can play. And until teams break the script, they'll those talking points would be whatever, right? Like Arsenal are the best one. They have the same talking point script of they're inconsistent and they have a weak backbone. So if they win 15 in a row and then were to lose one to somebody, it would be the same. There's no Patrick Vieira. Oh, they can't win a big game. It's just bizarre. Oh, Spurs, right? Like the idea of Spursy. Spursy is Spurs narrative is they find new and exciting ways to lose while being very entertaining. The weird thing is with Mourinho, they're still Spursy. But it's not new and exciting. It's boring, plotting, finding ways to draw rather than win. And then with Chelsea, you know, their narrative is kind of our strikers can't score, but we're still really good. And that's still true. It's very weird how the, it's almost as though uh, it's like gangster movies and, uh, and, and actual gangsters reflecting back on each other. You know, tracksuits with gold chains, 
going into movies, respecting black, reflecting back, that guy start to act like Tony Soprano because the Sopranos is based on some wise guy. Somebody knows, you know, people trying to be like Mark, Michael Corleone, you know, what, what's, what's pop culture and what's actual culture gets reflected on each other. So this happens in soccer. What's, what's, What's narrative and what's actually happening to your team? And are they one and the same? Or are they just sort of cycles rolling around on each other? And I guess that's why, you know, you you sometimes have to go into the data to make sure that you don't let narratives take over your brain. But I think with sports, you know, we don't really care. We really like our narratives. It's much more interesting to have stories. Uh, and ultimately, you know, the weekly grind of the premier league is a, is a male soap opera. Um, but I, in terms of what this weekend meant, it, it, it's really just a fight for the top four Spurs blew a chance to grab, to pull in level almost to pull a level with, with Chelsea who lost. Uh, they only got one point instead of three. They would have been in fifth place. West Ham had another great performance. Lin, Lindino Lingard, keeping them in the top four. Uh, and then Leicester, their narrative is that they'll choke. They lost to City. City played great. City were f- one of the best games they played all season. Only 2-0, but still a really, really good performance. And then Liverpool lurking on the rail, tied with Tottenham. Maybe they'll pull into the, get into the top four. Maybe. It's still possible. Everton slipping. Aston Villa breaking my heart by beating Fulham. You know, we have all these narratives that Fulham's playing well, but they're still just three points behind Newcastle. They've been three points behind the 16th, 17th place for three months. Now, did they pull Brighton back in and then Brighton pulled themselves out? Yes. Did, has it been different teams that have been in 17th that they're trying to pull down? Yes. But they're still just three points out of the relegation zone, and they've got to stay there. Uh, but they needed a win. They had a good chance today, but they weren't able to get there. And that's really where we are with the with the league. And there's a couple of teams that are really in sort of like a narrative drift. You know, they're not going down. They're not going up. They're solidly in the mid-table, right? We've got Southampton, Crystal Palace, Wolves, and Burnley. They're not going anywhere. They're where they are. They're not going down. Um, well, Burnley, Burnley's in this eight, six, eight team sort of fight to not go down. But then there's this solid middle of the table all around 40 and they're all hanging in there. So we're in the sort of dog days of the season where, you know, the narratives aren't changing. They're falling into form. Things are happening in a natural sort of plotting way. I'm noticing on my podcast that I follow for the Premier League that most of the most of the guys who talk about it, they're kind of getting salty. Everybody kind of doesn't want the season to end, but you're, we're just really only waiting on the Champions League games, which start again this week. City's playing uh, Dortmund, but uh, and you know uh, Liverpool playing Real Madrid. It's all about creating new narratives for new storylines for the next week's games and seeing where it can go. And um, that's where we're at. I'll give a quick rundown where we are with the standings. 
Sheffield United relegated West Brom pulling within seven of Newcastle, but they've got a leapfrog two teams. So it was an amazing win. They have a legendary win a five, two that gives big Sam a chance, but they're on 21 Fulham are on 26, still three points behind Newcastle. They've got to keep Newcastle right there until the last game of the season and hope, hope they can win that game. Then my boys in Brighton in 16th, safe Burnley wolves, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, Leeds, and then right smack in the middle of the league, as mid-table as you could mid-be mid-table, are Arsenal on 42 points, 12 wins, 6 draws, 12 losses, plus 5. They're the last. They are you know, right in the middle of the league, inconsistent, with a weak backbone, really, you know, poor, poor, Arsenal, uh, Aston Villa, Everton, Liverpool, Tottenham Spurs, all these teams are in these sort of European places. I wonder if we're going to get the same kind of shuffle. Does anyone want this fight that we got in the restart of teams just kind of losing their way through and maybe United falls into default. United are locked in now in the second spot. Then Leicester. And West between West Ham, Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool, any of those teams could finish in the top four. I mean, West Ham got a huge win today. They're hanging in there. It's just crazy how much one player, Jesse Lingard, has made a huge difference to that team. It seems every once in a while, it seems with West Ham, they've had different players step up and drive them forward. Uh, Suchek. For a while early, Mikel Antonio consistently, and now Lingard since uh, since about January, he's just carried the team. He's had watched the highlights of that game. He was incredible. Lingard just running through the Wolves midfield, and then there's City who just are just out of sight, gone, never to be found again. So we will be back on Thursday, and Mike will be back. Uh, My family's been in town, so it'll be a little bit tricky. That was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with out Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We release new episodes on Mondays and Thursdays. Please rate, review the show on Apple. It makes a huge difference. Mike will be back to inject his amazing strength and power into the show, and I need it. All right.